0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hanson and Betsy Thompson on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. How are you doing?
1: Good morning, Dan. I'm doing well. How are you?
2: I am covered with ticks. Ooh. Not really. But I have been. (laughs) Not really. That's an exaggeration. That's like a severe exaggeration. But I did have one tick Uh on my leg. Right. So I guess, yeah, I've gone from covered with ticks (laughs) to just one tick. Uh But I've never had a tick before. So while it was a novel experience, Mm -hmm. it was not an experience I particularly want to do again.
1: No. Because it was
2: really, really gross and a little concerning
1: and I'm guessing you were lucky and found it before it had actually like really stuck to you and started to burrow because um, that's even worse.
2: Well, yeah, I was lucky and unlucky. I found it on a after a walk. Mm. I'd been out with the kids and we got home and I was showering and that's when I noticed the tick. And yes, on the upside, I noticed the tick before it had burrowed to the marrow of my bones or yeah. wherever they go. <laughs> But I found it in the shower and I'm me. So you can imagine what happened. There was was
1: screaming and flipping out.
2: It was like Mm -hmm. a freak out. It was like a clown show. Right. Oh man, the shampoo bottles were flying, rags Mm -hmm. were flying, I fell over (laughs) and yeah, I I removed the tick (laughs) Right. and then screamed for the children to check, well screamed in a manly manner, Uh for the children to check themselves for ticks and of course then the children not understanding what I was saying because my voice was so high-pitched at that point Mm -hmm. that they came running to the bathroom and almost burst in on me while I'm standing (laughs) there continuing to check myself for ticks in the mirror. The whole thing was a debacle.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it.
2: But public service announcement. Well,
1: pay attention to yourself because people are... You know, with this whole staying at home thing, people are trying to get out when they can, and I do see a fair amount of people walking and things like that. Just because you're on a path does not mean there won't be ticks. If there is any sort of, you know, thicker vegetation, you know, along the sides of the path, they can be hiding there. If you have dogs, especially if you take your dog out, Mm -hmm. make sure they have their flea and tick stuff because... Well, with my dog, I can hardly see the tick if she were to get one. So I'm very religious with her flea and tick medication just just to be on the safe side. Right. So there you go.
2: There's the freebie for today. What are we talking about other than that?
1: Um, today we've got a number of things. You ruined your poor mother's Memorial Day by pointing out a small problem that she has that she thought was just shadows in her house. And you pointed out that that is not so. Um, so we're right. going to tell good on that me. whole story. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciated it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the whole condo association is reeling from that revelation that I... Yeah. uh, We'll get into that later. It's worth Mm -hmm.
1: it. Yeah, we're also going to talk about some warm paint colors. Everyone thinks that warm paint colors are red, yellow, and orange, maybe beige. But there can actually be warm colors that are a little bit outside of that realm. So we're going to kind of broaden our horizons today and talk about some of those. But to start the show today, I actually want to talk about, um, you know, we get a lot of questions on that chat on the Mm RepcoLite.com homepage, and a lot of the questions recently have um, been around deck stain, and I think probably the number one question is over the opacity of deck stains and choosing which one is right for whatever you're doing. There seems to be a little bit of confusion um, so well, the, there's
2: a lot of confusion because there's so many different <laughs> opacities out there, so many different products out there. So, right, yeah, well, we're going to try to clear it up a little bit.
1: Well, some of them have, it's the same thing, but it has different names. So, for instance, the first one that you automatically start off with, it can be called a toner. It can be called transparent. It can be called translucent. All of them are different names for... Saying that you're going to get a little bit of color, generally a natural wood color on your deck, but Mm -hmm. you're going to see all of the graining and the actual wood through it. It's not going to be a solid color all over it. You're going to see the beauty of the wood showing through.
2: Right. That toner coat, that little bit of color gives you some UV protection. Right. And the product also gives you some water repellency. Mm-hmm. The one that we carry that we love to recommend is our, our own deck and dock. Uh, we've got five different colors, right, Betsy? There's yeah. a Clear. Yeah. And then there's four different technical right. colors. Butternut, If you're asking, because that's another question, what color do you (laughs) recommend? Butternut. It's a wonderful color. Mm -hmm. The the clear isn't going to give you UV protection or significant UV protection. And nobody's clear is going to. That's something to tuck away in the back of your mind. And what does that mean? That means that you can put it on and you'll have water repellency on your deck, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to have UV protection. Or if it says you've got UV protection, it's going to be limited. And you're still going to get the wood graying. Having a little bit of color helps with that.
1: Right. Also, the great thing about these transparent or translucent stains is when they start to wear away, especially in areas of heavy foot traffic, it fades away slowly And you don't see a noticeable difference. It's not like, oh, hey, look, that's where everybody comes out the door. It just kind of slowly fades away and...
2: Right. It just kind of fades out and it's easier to maintain when you do have to do the deck. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, uh, the other stains, the semi-solid, the solid, which we'll talk about briefly in a minute here, those might initially last a little longer. But when they start to fade, especially... Well, let's transition to semi-solid, Betsy, because that'll make this point easier. A semi-solid or a semi-transparent stain is definitely a step up in opacity compared to the translucent that we just talked about. You're going to have color on the deck now. And that builds, and it gets a little thicker. And you can start to change the colors up a little bit. You're not locked in just to wood tones. Mm -hmm. You can really extend a little bit, but as the as it wears out and you have to recoat it, it starts to layer unless you get it all the way off again. Yeah. And as you start to layer it, it starts to get thicker in appearance and eventually you start to hide all of the wood entirely and you end up with like a solid color stain, which is the third option.
1: Right. And at that point, once you are to the solid color, you have to keep going with a solid color unless you strip or sand off all of the stain that's on there and start all over so a solid color you know it's great it it a lot of people mistake it for paint actually <laughs> people will say oh i have a painted deck really it's probably a stain on there mm-hmm. um but you do see when it starts to wear away in those foot traffic areas you see the drastic difference between the solid deck stain color And the wood that's underneath that is now completely exposed. So that's kind of one of the drawbacks. You get great color from it, but you do see every wear pattern that happens.
2: Right. There's a lot of different things we could dig into. We don't have any more time right now. We can chat with you. Each one of these has its place in certain situations. Just head to repcolite.com, hit that chat function. We can walk you through it and help you find the right one for your project. Now... We're going to take a break, but when we come back, Betsy, it's all about you and some warm color recommendations.
1: (laughs) Finally, my time has come.
2: (laughs) That's just ahead. Stay tuned.
0: Helping you turn your house into your dream home, this is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM.
2: Well, Betsy, we're back, Mm -hmm. and you warned me in the break that Heidi, Uh our (laughs) co-host, could possibly make her presence known because she's she's snoring a lot or something right now?
1: Oh, she is. She's been to the vet, and... When she goes to the vet, I don't know what it is exactly that they do to her. But when she gets home, she is so exhausted for days on end that she will just sleep and sleep and sleep. And normally when she sleeps this deeply, she ends up snoring really loudly. Uh. And I know it's a deep sleep because uh, I had a package delivered. And she didn't even bark at the guy delivering it. So, all right, <laughs> that's well, usually the telltale sign.
2: Yeah, see, she probably had her temperature taken at the vet, and yeah, that probably takes a lot out of you.
1: I would that, guess that, so, <laughs>
2: <laughs> especially the way they do that one.
1: Oh, God.
2: yeah, and <laughs> I thought it was funny that last week we were. We had a meeting, an online meeting where Mm -hmm. uh, this place was going to walk us through a few different things that we could learn about online and and how we could do things on our website. And you chose to join that meeting from home without any noise, uh, with your microphone turned off, I should say, because Heidi was, how do we say, was it flatulent is the right word? Is Uh that the proper term?
1: (laughs) Yeah. The poor Ah. dog. Well, I guess that's what happens when you become an old dog. That kind of thing happens because she is getting older. And (laughs) yes, occasionally. And because she's 160 pounds... Yeah. It's like a human doing uh, it. So it's gotcha. loud. Every level function she has, snoring and all, <laughs> is like a human doing it. So, yeah.
2: So <laughs> Betsy's got, yeah, this built-in excuse. I thought it was very funny because I wish that you had left the microphone going that day because
1: oh, I think that would have been hilarious. The snoring, it is like, oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs>
2: so anyway, if you hear any of that, it's not me. And I it's guess not it's not Betsy. It's probably no. Heidi. What yeah, do we got, Betsy? Because we've taken ourselves down straight into the sewer. <laughs> it's only up from yeah, here, yeah. right?
1: Exactly. I think,
2: I think it's funny that we just talked about that, uh-huh. the bodily functions of a dog. And now yeah. we're going to talk about the right colors to choose for your decorating. Because who wouldn't want to get decorating advice from the people who just talked about dog bodily functions, <laughs> right?
1: Uh huh. Exactly. Well, I came across this article, um, Veranda Magazine. Mm -hmm. We get that one every, I don't know, month or two months, whatever it comes out. And they emailed me an article, and I found it interesting. It's called The 11 Best Warm Paint Colors. Best warm?
2: uh, As in, wow, it's warm outside?
1: Well, warm, but, you know, it doesn't have to be red or orange or yellow, because a lot of people think that, Warm paint colors have to be one of those three things. You know, it either has to be reddy or uh, an orangey or a yellowish color. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, Um, which is why I was intrigued by this. The first color that they recommended, which is right up there with everything that everyone's doing, is a rich charcoal color. And I love a really good, dark, rich charcoal color because mm-hmm. it's so I don't know, it's moody, but yet it's very elegant and sophisticated and
2: Wow, it sounds like you're describing wine.
1: It, it kind of right? is don't
2: people say that? <laughs> hmm, that's moody yet elegant. Yeah,
1: when I sit in a room like that, I feel like I should be sipping wine. Just because there's this feeling that's evoked when you have that color on the walls. And it's you wanna use it in a space that has at least some natural light. It doesn't have to be a ton. But you don't want to put it in a completely dark room. You don't really want to close it in because it really gives off more life if it does have that little bit of natural light playing across the surfaces. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you want to use some light-colored furnishings, not super dark heavy ones, because you want to keep it a little bit light and airy. It's just going to make it so that the whole room doesn't feel quite so heavy and burdened. Um,
2: charcoal is fun because there's a lot of different colors that you can bring in. Pink yeah. works really well, some mm-hmm. lighter greens and tones like that. Right. All of that can really give a great feel and the charcoal can balance it and give it some weight. And the other colors can liven it up.
1: Right. And my, my favorite, uh, I would say all-time favorite, rich charcoal color is... Is and these are all Benjamin Moore colors. So for anyone who's playing along and making potential notes on paint colors, this one is Benjamin Moore's HC166 Kendall Charcoal. And I have recommended this to a number of people over the years. And it is a very popular dark charcoal color because it is a little bit warmer. It doesn't have as much of that blue undertone to it, it is a little bit warmer.
2: Alright. So charcoal, who'd have thought?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: What else, Betsy?
1: Um, in the red family, as opposed to a really <laughs> vibrant bold red or a wine color, I like clay reds, which are a little bit of a terracotta color, but not the orange. I, I think a lot of people when you say terracotta to them, they think The terracotta pots that my mom has that she plants all her flowers in. And they're kind of orangey. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are kind of turned off by that. This is um, a more red, but a more muted red. It's not bright red. It looks like um, terracotta tiles on houses like in Italy or whatever. Gotcha. Where they have like that dirty-ish cast to them or whatever, but it makes it more earthy feeling. Mm -hmm. that's what this red is. And it pairs really well with woods, and that makes it feel really cozy. You know, you have that little bit of, just a little bit of bright from the little bit of red, but then that wood makes it all nice and soft and cozy for you. So um, there's a color from Benjamin Moore called Sedona Clay, 2174-30, it's like the perfect terracotta color in my mind. I really love that color.
2: Oh. Wow. Betsy's just laying it out there.
1: <laughs> I am. I think it's it funny because there. we
2: just talked about the one color that you described almost as a wine, and then we go to Italy for the dirty ceiling tiles. Oh, yep. no. What's next, Betsy? <laughs> Something earthy. I'm um, betting.
1: Well, all of these are well all but one (laughs) a little bit on the earthy side um a color called well what is popular out there moss and it's kind of a has a gray and brown undertone to it so that makes Mm -hmm. it a little bit warmer um but it's still earthy feeling and i have to say i have seen a number of pictures of this kind of a color with uh, copper accessories or fixtures you know whether it be um, a lighting fixture or just the um, plates on your walls or if you actually have copper accessories it looks absolutely stunning that bright copper against this kind of a color is absolutely beautiful and and this color plays again with the light really well because sometimes it has that little bit of a brownish cast that comes through sometimes it's a little bit of the green cast that comes through it's really one of those versatile colors that kind of moves with the lighting Carolina Gull is a really great one that's a mossy kind of color, 2138 40. I really highly recommend people look it up if you kind of think you might like that moss kind of color.
2: So we'll put all of those links in the show notes as well. So you can, yeah. and we'll actually try to represent the colors right in the show notes. So right now, as Betsy's bebopping and scatting all over the place, Yeah. you could actually go online to repcolite.com and check those out. You could. Now, Betsy. You have prattled on and on with amazingly, you know, precise decorating advice, which I think is crazy because, like I said, we started this talking about <laughs> Heidi's bodily functions. And we transitioned into the moody but elegant charcoal gray. Uh-huh. I think it's yes. an incredible... Yes, we have. Yeah, for the people all over the place, because we know the podcast goes everywhere for those people. I don't think they know what they're getting because on one end, it's... it's <laughs> Really lowbrow, yeah. and then you took it up a notch. <laughs> yeah, Betsy can do everything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think, do you have a fair amount left? Do you want to hang it over the break?
1: Um, I can. I do have a fair amount more, but I can always cut it down. But I, I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. If you would like me to come back with more after the break, we can do that.
2: All right, we're going to cut Betsy short, and we're going to go to a topic that I want to talk about after the break. All right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I <laughs> wow. was fine I can it. feel. No, I can feel the
2: daggers. Anyway, I'm going to remove the daggers from my face. And Betsy's going to get ready to tackle the rest of this list of colors that she's recommending. Warm colors right. that we could decorate with. And we'll cover all of that when we come back. Stay tuned.
0: generations benjamin moore has been supporting small business owners people that are struggling right now including the painters we welcome into our homes so while you're inside if you can hire a painter to do some work outside let's keep these hard workers working
2: find the right painting contractor for your next paint project at repcolite.com that's repcolite.com
0: if you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco-like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Betsy, you've been working
2: through a list of, I guess it was an article that you found online. Mm -hmm. It's an article from Veranda, was it?
1: Yeah, Veranda Magazine.
2: We'll put a link to it in the show notes, but it's talking about some warm colors, right? Warm colors that we can decorate with, and what's interesting Mm -hmm. is, as you said in the last segment, when we think of warm colors, we think of certain tones, you know, we think of brighter reds or rich reds and stuff like that, and you're Mm -hmm. saying... No, there are some other options out there. And yeah. we ticked through a few of them, charcoal, mm-hmm. some clay reds, a moss color. And you've given some Benjamin Moore cross-references so everybody can check those colors out. Yep. And what, what we'd recommend is check out the colors Betsy's pointing out. But there's all kinds of variations on those colors that might work in your setting better than the ones we're recommending. Right. But you can still get an idea for the feel of it. And it at least gives you a starting point. And you can hopefully spin from there. Mm -hmm. What else do you have?
1: Um, Well, we just talked about that moss kind of color. And similar to that is olive. And whenever I hear the color olive, I don't think of the food. I think of like olive drab. So I'm thinking like army vehicle olive (laughs) is honestly when I hear olive. That's what I think. And I think a lot of people think that. But it's really a gorgeous color on the walls. But But.
2: what are pimentos? That's what I think of. I think of pimentos. And I should just Google this rather than ask the question. But what are they? What is that material that's in the olive that I just suck out like right off the bat? It's that little gooey red thing?
1: Yeah, I don't know what it actually is. What is it? Isn't it? I don't know. Some sort of peppery thing?
2: I don't know. Oh, it could be. A squishy pepper?
1: Yeah, cuz peppers once they've sat, will get soft like that or you know if they put them in vinegar okay. or whatever. I'm
2: yeah. I'm I'm googling it. You just keep talking about your whatever olive drab and okay. your Okay.
1: Anyway, um olive is if you get it as a really dark olive color and you pair it with some really rich wood tones so the little bit darker tones and then you bring in some wallpaper or textiles, fabrics, things like that with a botanic print. So perhaps mm-hmm. some ferns or leaves or flowers, but more muted flowers. It really right. gives a, a really fun feeling, a very homey feeling. And it's also a great place to have that wicker, not the painted wicker, but like the natural wicker furniture It goes great in an olive-colored room. (laughs) I've seen it done a number of times, and I'm always amazed at how much I like it. Because olive would not be my first choice of colors to put on a wall, but when I see it put together, I always go, I really like that. It's really pretty when it's done.
2: And that's what's really interesting about this. And that's why digging into stuff like this is important, I think, is because Mm -hmm. a lot of these are colors that maybe you would not Jump into right off the bat, right? And yet, when you yeah. see some pictures of them, and you and you get a little mm-hmm. encouragement to try, you can really branch out. Now, you have done, you've created a, a fair number now of, I guess we've called them inspirations, right? You've got a photograph you've yeah. taken, mm-hmm. and then you've yeah. r- pulled using Photoshop Benjamin Moore colors mm-hmm. out of it, right? Out of each picture, so we've got yeah. s- sometimes yep. five or six mm-hmm. colors. Yeah, and the thing that you and I have talked about. Regarding those is how interesting it is because you look at a picture of an orchard and it looks great. The photo mm-hmm. looks great. But when you pull certain color tones out of it, I'm always blown away that those colors are A, in that photograph that I'm seeing. And I'm blown away at how well mm-hmm. they work together. There are colors that I never would have put together. And that's kind of what you're getting at with this with this olive and pairing it with wicker. Right. Some of it is, it is doing a little right. exploration and checking those things out so you can branch out with your decorating and maybe try something new. And uh-huh. just so you know, real, real fast, a pimento is what you said. It's a pepper. <laughs> but according to the website, they're a triple treat. They're a triple treat. That sounds like me. They yeah. work as a garnish. Uh-huh. They're an ingredient and a spice. How is that for versatile? So olives or pimentos. <laughs> Exactly what Pepsi said, but also a triple treat.
1: Right. Um, Keep going. Well, now going back to what you were saying about how we've been doing these inspirations and pulling colors together that you don't normally think of. The next color, um, they called Glossy Eggplant, which I guess is...
2: Oh, that sounds wonderful. Who doesn't want that all over their walls? What's that on your wall? That's Glossy Eggplant.
1: But... Eggplant is generally really, 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 really dark purple, but the glossy shade of it is usually lighter and brighter. It has more character to it. If you were to take the shiny part of an eggplant, which I'm guessing is where they got that color category from, um, to me, it almost looks a little bit like A berry color, but with a little more of a purpley undertone, not quite so reddy pink of an undertone. Right. And that color can bring a real richness to the space. But it really goes amazingly well with like a pale blue or a pale aqua. It is really pretty because I think most people think that you have to put a color like that with a gray or beige or something like that so that it's not overpowering.
2: And you're saying an aqua or a light blue?
1: Yeah, a pale blue or a pale aqua is really pretty with it. So it might be something to just try, even if it's just, you know, a small space or a closet or something like that. Maybe try it out and see how you like it.
2: You don't think that's too dark for a closet?
1: No, the one I have um, that I've chosen is... Um, it's in the Williamsburg collection of Benjamin Moore colors, CW 355, it's called Carter Plum. And I think the trick with this is you do like just one wall with it. You do an accent wall, or maybe you do two walls and then two walls of the lighter color. So it doesn't get overpowering and super dark. You just do a little bit of it.
2: So is that what you would say with most of these that you're recommending? Or do you think other ones of these could be used in a full room? Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: I would say all of the rest of them could be used in a full room. All right, all right. This one is is kind of borderline because it's one of those colors that is a little, maybe the the terracotta color, the clay color that I talked about. You could do that on just one wall. But the rest, even like that green that I was just talking about, you could for sure do that in the entire room and have it look great. Um, Another thing, Benjamin Moore's color of the year is a really, they call it blush pink. Um, But a peachy kind of pink, a soft peachy pink, can be very, very calming and serene. And if you put it with rich textiles and colors like, royal blues, dark blues, some darker pinks, and mix those colors in in your textiles, it is really, really gorgeous. And there's a color 2168-50, summer melon. Is kind of, it's not peach, but it's not pink. It's a peachy pink. And it really is, I'm thinking even for like a sunroom, it would be really pretty. Because I think a lot of people... Again, think that you have to have yellow in a sunroom because it's a sunroom. Sure. But this would be a fantastic color in a sunroom or a three seasons porch or something like that.
2: Well, and you and I have seen, we've talked about it on here multiple times. I think we even mentioned it last week. Is that like that Kendall charcoal at the beginning and Mm -hmm. Benjamin Moore's color of the year, that pink. Both Mm -hmm. of those pair remarkably well to create a setting that's neither over the top masculine or super feminine because that's what we think about with Mm -hmm. pinks. And yet when you see them together, it is a really cool look. You know, you feel kind of (laughs) classy. You know, I don't know that you'd want your dog sitting there with all her bodily functions going off left and right.
1: Oh, my dog is so sweet. She would fit in there just perfectly.
2: Do you have anything else or are you going to wrap it up?
1: I have one last color I do want to talk about because... I, I think we talked about it with Vanessa from Exalta back when we were talking about kitchen colors at some point. Mm-hmm. And she briefly mentioned black. Yep. And black is actually, it's tricky to do, but if it's done well, it's really, really stunning. And i like to suggest people, if you have the guts to paint the walls black, then go for it. <laughs> If you don't, try it as the trim um, with some lighter colored walls, but I wouldn't just paint the walls a light color and then the trim black. For that, I would do a wallpaper and a wallpaper that's in like whites and grays so that it kind of starts to blend together sure. <laughs> instead of having a stark contrast.
2: We posted an article on our Facebook page about black kitchens. Yeah. And not just the cabinets, mm-hmm. but actually black... Well, I guess it was black rooms. They they had kitchens, they had living rooms. Yeah. And your very first thought when you see it, at least mine was, oh my goodness, who would ever mm-hmm. do that? And yet you see the spaces. Yeah. And they are super cool. If you could pull it mm-hmm. off, it is super cool.
1: Yeah, And if you don't want black walls, you can paint the walls black, just so that you have a little more black other than just your trim, you know, at the top and bottom of your walls. But then you can put huge frames of wallpaper or framed pieces of art in there. So it breaks it up. So it's not just a huge black wall, or, you know, just a little tiny bit of trim at the top and at the bottom, it gives it a little bit more dimension. Well, we can put a picture in the show notes of what I'm talking about because there's a really great photo I found that is exactly that. And it looks really cool when it's all said and done.
2: The thing with all of these, all of these colors is to look at them and try to draw inspiration from them. Like the inspirations that we talked about that you created with all the Benjamin Moore colors. Those are really worth checking out. They're on the homepage. You go to color tools on the main menu. And be inspired is one of the options that'll take you to a ton of photographs with Benjamin Moore colors paired up. And it just gives you a starting point Mm -hmm. because if we never branch out, if we never take a look at something different, if we never stretch a little bit beyond what we're used to, we never really leave where we've always been. We end up with the same colors over and over Mm -hmm. and we've all done that. We regurgitate the colors and move them around. But how often do we completely branch out into something new? Even when we branch out into something new in our homes, oftentimes it's something that we saw at a friend's house or, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. Right. This is a way to stretch into something completely different. And yeah, it's paint and yeah, it's some work. And yeah, it's a little bit of money to give it a try. If it works, what you're going to get out of that, the end result is going to be amazing. You're going to be blown away at how it changes a space, completely changes it. And if it doesn't work, it's really, especially if you're doing just one wall, mm-hmm. it's not that much work to redo it. Right. We'll put all of those links and colors and pictures in the show notes. So get over there and check them out if you're not already doing that. We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you how I wrecked my mother's Memorial Day weekend. That's all coming up next. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
0: If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio, Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back.
2: And um, Betsy, let's take care of a little business from the last segment because... I'll just let you explain what happened.
1: What? Because you don't stop talking and you just keep plowing right through. And then you plowed through part of my segment where I was going to tell people color names and numbers.
2: Yes. To be fair, you ran most of the segment. And when I got an opportunity to speak, I did not relinquish the floor. So yeah. Yeah. In the break, Betsy said, I said, why didn't you give out those color names? And she said, because you never shut up. (laughs) So... I'm going to shut up, and here's your chance.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, when I talked about the olive green color, which you went on a diatribe about, Mm -hmm. um, the color for that is (laughs) 2141-30, appropriately called army green, which is funny because that's what I always think of when I think of olive. And the black color is 2129-20, and it's called soot. And it's a little bit more, instead of being black, black, it has a very slight blue tinge to it under certain lights. So it's kind of cool that way.
2: Right. So we've got all of those in the show notes. You can check them out there. But right now betsy let's get on to the business at hand, and that 's basically to talk about how I wrecked my mother's mother or uh, not my mother's day weekend i 'm sure I probably wrecked that too, but <laughs> Memorial Day I really wrecked because I stopped over to visit mm-hmm. and uh, I mentioned as I was sitting there, uh, I noticed some some spots on her wall, basically on this outside wall, you know in the living room i 'm looking up at the vaulted ceiling, and I can see kind of the outlines of where the studs, where some of the framing is on the wall, kind of these outlines on the wall, these darker Mm -hmm. spots. And I pointed it out and she said, oh, yeah, yeah, those are are just shadows. And like an idiot, I said, oh, no, no, it's not shadows. Here's what's going on. It's called ghosting. It's called thermal tracking. It's dirt and there's a moisture thing going on. And talk about freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh And then mom went to the whole condo association or she sent dad. I'm not sure how this all worked, but now she's telling me that other people are examining their homes and they're all frustrated and concerned because they're seeing these shadows or this outline on the wall. So I thought, let's talk about it and, you know, maybe just at least get the information out there as to what's going on. It's called thermal tracking. Ghosting is another thing that it's called. Mm -hmm. Betsy, go ahead and run through what's happening, actually.
1: Well, usually you see it where there are ceiling joists or studs or something like that. You can see it in corners sometimes or around doors and windows where there's a frame to hold those in place. And it's caused when the studs or the joist or whatever wood or even metal, I've seen it happen in buildings that are metal as well, yep. when they're colder than the drywall. And then condensation builds up just a little bit on the underside and it goes through the drywall And you can't see it on the drywall when it's just a little bit damp, but that dampness Mm -hmm. collects all of the dirt and the dust and whatever else might be flying through your air. If you're a person who burns candles, that happens very frequently. Mom, listen up.
2: (laughs) Yes, that (laughs) is mom's issue. Yeah. And then she had the gall, because I said that, she said, well, is my house. Dirty? And I said, no, it's not dirty. You know, you've got candles burning. Mm -hmm. She said, I don't burn a lot of candles. And at that moment, you look around the room, and it's like the face (laughs) of the sun, because everywhere you look, there's a candle burning. Uh I'm surprised the fire department wasn't there. So I said, yeah, you, you burn a fair amount of candle. Right. And mom also keeps the windows open. Yeah. She loves to have the breeze mm-hmm. blowing through and that airborne dirt. And again, it collects on that moisture yeah. that's forming on the on the wall there. And you don't see the moisture. It's not dripping down no. your wall. It's just this little bit uh-huh. and it just collects dirt over time. And you start to see these areas. So what do you do to fix it? Well, the, you know, first thing, you got a couple things potentially going on is it could be not insulated well, Mm -hmm. or or it's improperly insulated, or something has to be sealed. You know, if you want to go that route of trying to figure out... If that's the problem and how to get that fixed, you probably want to contact an expert like WMGB Home Improvement. We've had them on the show before. They'll come out and do all kinds of different tests to figure out exactly what's going on. And Mm -hmm. they can advise you from that point. That would be the insulation thing. You can also find and seal significant air leaks and things, you know, around your doors, around your windows, Mm -hmm. Uh, things like your ductwork, you know, check with service professor. They do ductwork sealing, ductwork cleaning, things like that. You know, some of it is just indoor moisture levels. Maybe you run a dehumidifier and try to remove some of the moisture from the air. Burn better candles, Mom. Maybe something that Mm -hmm. doesn't throw as much soot into the air. Maybe burn less.
1: If you are a candle burner, make sure you're trimming that wick. Because a lot of the soot actually comes from the wick being too tall. You need to trim it down to like a quarter of an inch above where the wax is. So it should be a very short wick. The longer the wick is the more of that soot is going to go in your air.
2: So what do you do if you've got it, Betsy? We got a little bit of time left. What do you do?
1: It's really simple. All you have to do is clean it really well because you want to get all that dirt off there. Um, Might need to repaint that area if it, you know, kind of looks a little off still. I would prime it with bin just to be sure, you know, if there's any soot or something up there that maybe you couldn't get off. If you prime it with a white pigmented shellac the bin primer that's going to take care of it seal it in so that you don't have that coming through your paint and then just repaint over that spot
2: right just be aware if you don't fix the cause the problem will return over time so don't be surprised if you see it right Betsy that's all the time we've got if you've got Mm -hmm. more questions about that because there's a lot that we could go into head to repcolight.com you can chat with us you can call the stores As we said last week, we're starting to get things back to normal. We're open today until 1 o'clock this afternoon. Limited foot traffic. And then next week, the beginning of June, we're back to normal hours. So 7.30 to 6 every weekday, all of the stores. Life is returning to some
1: semblance of normal. I'm Dan Hanson. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity... We can help you fix that crazy.
2: And if you're one of the folks that I wrecked your Memorial Day weekend by talking to mom about ghosting on the ceiling and she came to your house and freaked you out, we can help you fix that.
1: And you better apologize.
2: And I'm sorry. Thanks for listening.